As we are transitioning closer and closer into summer, the festival season is beginning to pick up. And we'll be spending more time with others outside, getting the energy and the flow of the crowd. And just think about that energy, think about that flow of the crowd as it begins to lull you into a good state of energy and good vibes as we carry that energy with us in today's episode of The Metalhead. I am one of your hosts, Michael Michelle. And I'm Grace, the other one. Hello, Grace. Hello. Um, we've, we've, got a, we've got a pretty packed episode for you guys today. Some news, mm-hmm. some album reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was... A about a couple weeks ago, five or six albums all dropped at the same time. So, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about a couple of them. I don't think we'll tackle all of them. Oh, um, coward. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we're we're going to be talking about the new Ocean album, the new Sleep Token album. Um, so we've got we've got some good stuff on here. Um, How long have we yeah, got until we you talk had, about them? Is there enough time to listen to mm, them before then? Oh, we've, we've got we've got a little bit of time. We got right, a little I'll, bit of time. Okay, I'll get this one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, start us all off. Um, between last episode and this episode, Spotify released this very interesting feature, and I had asked you leading up to this if you had uh, taken a, a test drive on this, and that's the the new AI DJ that they've got going on. I think this might be a fun way to open up the episode. At, have you have you taken a test drive? Have you given it a, a spin? Yep, I went outside. Uh, you know, got my got my car <laughs> keys. Opened my front door. Opened mm-hmm, the car. Mm-hmm. Sat down, and was ready for the AI DJ. Um, and then I looked yeah. around inside my car, and realised that it was full of apples, because <gasps> I have Apple Music, and I've had Spotify oh. for about three years. So right. I am not aware of this yeah. feature. This is this is right. you, know, you have a, a one-sided bias here, so I'm interested to hear <laughs> what Spotify is up to because they are definitely doing some interesting things uh, behind the scenes, uh-huh. and I feel very out of the loop now with uh, what Spotify is because I feel like it's changed a lot over the last couple of years. Yeah, and I mean it's it's kind of all in how you use it, and I was very tempted to jump ship a couple of years ago, and even earlier last year when. You know, they were promoting, shall we say, some individuals that I don't necessarily agree with within their, you know, terms and whatnot. Giving platforms to some people that I don't think should have had platforms. That's a little besides. (laughs) That's a little besides the point. But I think they're seeing, you know, some of the consequences of that. And they're trying to innovate to keep customers, to keep individuals uh, and entice those that have kind of left or, you know, those who are using Amazon Music or the Apple Music or whatever other music streaming sites that they're using. And I want to preface this conversation with the way that I use Spotify is to listen to albums. I'll search for an album and I'll listen to it from start to finish. And then I'll go to a different album and listen to that start to finish. So yep. I know Spotify is really good and creating these curated playlists, uh, you know, your weekly summary or your weekly new discovery kind of thing. Daily and mix. I've never I used to use daily mix actually. Yeah, the daily mix. That's it. Um, 
I don't think I've ever used that feature. And I know I'm missing out uh, by not using those features, but I just find with the curated playlists, I'm skipping more songs than I feel comfortable with. I don't usually like skipping songs. You know, I like to have a nice flow of music. Um, and so in that case, I will either create my own playlist, and I do use that feature on Spotify quite regularly. So it was very interesting to me that this DJ thing, this whole new new feature, is essentially a, a continuous, seamless playlist that doesn't really have a start, doesn't really have an, an ending. It's very similar to like an old radio station with an AI DJ helping you along. Mm. So you click on the DJ and he pops up and says, hey, I'm your AI DJ X. You know, uh, it's a masculine voice or at least a masculine sounding voice in my ears. Uh, kind of has that um, fun, very American sounding accent. Um, and he's like, yeah, I'm here. We're going to spin a few tracks for you. We noticed that you really liked a couple of these tracks back in the summer of 2016. So we'll spin a few of those for you. And he, I guess this, this algorithm, for lack of a better term, will take a look at your entire musical um, listening habits and curate uh, a stream of music that is indefinite until you turn it off. Um, but about every six or seven songs or so, if you're like me and you listen to a hell of a lot of different genres, it'll change up the format. So he'll come on after about five, six, seven songs and be like, okay, now we're going to go to something a little bit heavy. We're going to play a bunch of metal tracks for you. Uh, he'll say, okay, now we're going to go into some synth pop because we know you were really into that back in 2021. Um, and it's, it's a very interesting music experience because I don't know what's coming up next because I can't see any of the tracks. It's not listed in a, a playlist. Um, it's I find I use it most when I'm not quite sure what I want to listen to. So it's just a random grad bag. I can click it and I just get surprised. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. You know, it's very interesting in that sense. Um, and did you listen to yeah. radio like growing up a lot like i don't know about canadian radio stations but like over here there was uh i used to like when i had control of the radio would put on absolute <laughs> um and they used to do rock i can't think what they're called now i think they're just called like like classics or something like uh -huh. and they played now just like i don't know just old random songs like Sweet Caroline and all like um, sorry not Sweet Caroline like Sweet Home <laughs> Alabama and like or like uh -huh, Amazing uh -huh. and Skinner and like your your big like rock like 70s 80s rock stuff and that's uh -huh. like I don't know did you did you did you have that sort of like radio side when you were growing up or was that also just like you were still very like album focused I you know my family listened to the radio quite often um, my dad and I specifically for pleasure and my brother and my mom specifically just to have something on in the background. Um, so we would listen to radio quite a bit in Canada. It's mandated. It's like uh, kind of like a, a, a light law that a certain percentage of all broadcasts had to be Canadian. So 
you know, we would listen to predominantly the rock station. Uh, I grew up in a medium-sized city, uh, about an hour north of Toronto. Uh, and so we had our own rock station. Uh, we had the popular station that we never listened to and the country station that we never listened to. Uh, you know, the Christian station that we never listened to. It was usually the rock station. Um, and more often than not, we would actually listen to the rock station from Toronto. And mm -hmm. even Toronto had three different rock stations there was you know the classic rock station that you know was everything from 60s 70s and 80s then you had uh the contemporary rock station that played everything from the 80s 90s and into the 2000s because that's when we were really listening to it um and then when i was getting out of high school there was more of the indie pop and that was like the indie 88 so yeah we had i did find though like, I would listen to the radio when I was in the car or when I was preparing meals or doing housework, but I wouldn't listen to the radio to enjoy music. I would listen to albums to enjoy music. Um, I would listen to the radio to pass the time. So, or yeah, if I'm going on a long road trip and we didn't want to, we didn't want to carry around six CDs or six tapes, you know, so... Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I guess I always used to listen to it when, like, my mum was driving me around, so she'd usually be in charge of the radio. Uh, and mm -hmm. so when my dad would be give me lifts places, that would be, you know, that's when I got to choose. Dad, let me choose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, mm -hmm. That was the treat. But yeah. yeah, no, like, I'm kind of the same. Like, I grew out of that and grew away from that because I, I hated just adverts in the middle of my music, and I became such an mm -hmm. album listener, uh, which I still am, that it's just, like... I don't know. I don't need that. I don't need like a random person t telling me what I'm listening to all mm -hmm. the time because I'm usually yeah. very on curating that myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I remember falling asleep to the radio um, I because I didn't want to. Um, some of the classical radio stations yeah. for a little while. I gave that a go, but it uh, didn't work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now I sleep with classical music, but again, I put on an album. Um, so yeah, if if any of you have used it, let us know how you feel about this whole DJ, um, this AI DJ. Um, you can reach reach us on Twitter at uh, MetalheadPod. Uh, you can drop us a line if you want to send us an email, uh, themetalheadpod at gmail.com. Um, I'm curious to see how other people are are using this and how they're enjoying it, or if they are enjoying it. Uh, but yeah, maybe they're using it every day and just yeah. hating their lives. They don't have to turn it off. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is so annoying. Oh, it's still here. It's still yeah. here. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about some news. We don't have a lot of news to cover today, but uh, you know, there's there's two pieces. Uh, one to kind of finish off a news story that we've been following for a little bit, which is the new the f new food drummer. Um, they finally announced it. They did. It is. Oh. Uh, it is John Freeze. Drumroll. It is John Freeze. John Freeze is the new. Um, are you familiar with jo uh, Josh's work? Oh, Josh Freeze. Well, I am. My brain <laughs> is really working well today. Um, <sighs> just, just despite getting his name completely and utterly wrong, even though it is written in front of me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I am familiar with bits and pieces of his work, mostly because he has worked with basically everyone who's anyone in the rock scene. Like, uh -huh. 
He's played all sorts of all sorts of records. He's played live with a bunch of people, um, and he was also one of the drummers that played at the Foo Fighters concerts last year, the Memorial concert. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, he's um, already got a history with members of the band. You know, very well regarded. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. he's, he's a permanent member as well. Like this isn't just like he's joining us yes. for the tour. They're like. He's a permanent member, even though it seems to be hinted, yeah. suggested that David Grohl recorded all the drums for the new album. Yeah, and it, it, maybe he did, but it sounds as though Josh is going to be, you know, the drummer moving forward. Yeah. Um, doing a lot of the tour dates and drumming on albums after this. Uh, whether or not he was recorded on, you know, the, the upcoming album, I'm not too sure it might have it might have been maybe there was a little bit of a venn diagram overlap but um, i think there was uh there was some speculation of it uh, i mm. think in the live stream announcement there was a bit of back and forth between uh josh and uh, dave being like mm-hmm. oh how like with josh asking dave oh how did you play that bit again right just a little passing comment mm-hmm. right uh, for one of the new songs so it was like oh okay so mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it sounds mm-hmm. like David Grohl's done the drums on the new album, which I I feel like is kind of the almost the respectful thing to do is that bridge. I feel like yeah, if it agree. was anyone else, like any other one single mm-hmm. person, you'd be like, oh man, they just kind of replaced him. Whereas Dave doing it makes the whole thing feel a lot more personal. Mm-hmm. I I would agree. Yeah. Uh, although saying that. Um, I'd also be pretty happy if, again, it was like an amalgamation of different drummers Mm -hmm. and then kind of showing their respect. I'd be, I would have been interested in seeing that. But again, like, you know, it's not, you know, the guy's lost a lifelong friend, right? Mm -hmm. So to Mm -hmm. uh, keep it internal, I think is cool. I'm uh, I'm really interested to, uh, yeah, like listen to this album because I think it's going to be, it's going to be a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be so a tough listen. I'm super... It's going to be a tough listen for sure. It's going to be an emotion listen. But I can't wait to give it a spin, give it a listen. Um, so let's let's move on to something that I'm very excited for. Um, I'm... Yeah, this is... So Trent Reznor, as we yeah. know from Nine Inch Nails, um, he's, he's kind of moving away... Uh, he hasn't recorded anything with nails for the longest time. Um, and he's doing a lot more like soundtracks, you know, I think he, didn't he do the soundtrack to the social network? Um, Ooh, I feel like he did one very, the wrong person there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do, I'll I know that research. he did. Yeah, he did. He did, um, something fairly recently as well, but, um, He's he's doing one that's coming up very close, very very soon, and one that I'm very excited for. It's the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, uh, Mutant Mayhem, and uh, this this is like the blending of two of my childhood memories. You know, uh, Nine Inch Nails in middle school and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from basically from when I was born all the way up until like the Power Rangers and whatnot took over. Um, you know, the Ninja Turtles are baked into my soul. Uh, I wanted to be Leonardo growing up. So this, 
this is pretty big news for me. You know, these are this is the clashing of two worlds that I didn't know I wanted. Um, so yeah, soundtrack work, the social network. There's there's, there's actually a lot of films on here. Um, I'm not a huge film person, so I don't like uh, I don't recognize a lot of them. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, there's, there's a lot of films on there. Natural Born Killers, Lost Highway, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Kong Girl, Patriot oh. State. So it seems like since 2010, um, mm. he's basically starting with a social network. He's done loads of soundtracks, like maybe 15 or yeah. so. And most of them say composed with Ross, uh, which is the guy yes. who Atticus yeah. Ross. Yeah, long-term collaborator. I remember when... Um, when the social network came out and that was kind of one of the big selling points it's like ooh, we got trent reznor to do the the score um and then since then he's just been like living his best life because i know that was something that he always wanted to do yeah. and i think he worked pretty heavily with david lynch with the revival of twin peaks as well he did a lot of the music for that um i believe i can't see that uh, on the list I can see oh, no. the Vietnam War. I can see the Fourth Estate. I can see Watchmen on the television. Oh, okay, so maybe I know that. I still want to say he worked with David Lynch at some point because I know the two of them uh, collaborated. Um, but yeah, I'm super. I'm super excited to hear what Trent has in store for the TMNT. Um, yeah, I mean, so. I I've not watched the, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for quite a while <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> yeah I'm, uh, I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure I'm excited is the word I'm used to I'm just like oh good for him it's kind of like when Devin Townsend yeah, that's, that's did, did some uh, soundtracking for a CBBC show or no no CBBC show in the UK which is like a yeah like a young kids uh, TV network like we're talking like maybe mm -hmm. five years old and under um, yeah yeah, totally. It's like yeah, that's great. Know. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let's talk about let's talk about some of those albums that came out uh, a couple weeks ago. We teased people at the top of the episode, but let's dive into it. Um, we've got the two for you. Um, the Ghost EP was good. Go check it out. It's short and sweet. Um, you know some really fun takes on some tracks which one do you want to talk about first i'll leave that up to you which one do you want to talk about first let's get the ocean out of the way okay yeah let's talk about the ocean which sounds brutal um but let's let's start with that one because i feel like that has less less hype around it so holocene from the ocean yeah holocene uh, it's my whole thing with, with this, right, is that I became so entrenched in the ocean with Phanazoic Part 2, right? The uh, the previous mm -hmm. album. I love that so much. Um, mm -hmm. I've seen them play that album live. Must be twice? Maybe maybe even three mm -hmm. times? Play, see, seen them oh, play okay. over the last like year, bits of it. Um, I think it's just twice, mm -hmm. actually. I saw them at Prognosis, and I saw them supporting Carnival. Um, uh -huh. That's right, my brain's reacting correctly. I love that album. Like everything about it, just like uh -huh. instantly, straight away, grabbed me. And I feel like Colosseum hasn't as much. I think as like a a longer time fan of the Ocean, rather than coming to it new, 
I think I need to uh -huh. take more time and like listen to it more um, uh -huh. because it's it's not quite settled in my in my brain yet. I'm just kind of like, okay, well, this is another ocean album. And, like, if it was the first ocean album I listened to, like, I wouldn't hate it. Uh -huh. But I have all of this context of like the stuff I really love, and it's just like, hmm, okay, well, it's another ocean album. <laughs> All right, how did you feel about it? Um, I I know that I'm a little bit more in the minority when it comes to this album because I loved it. Um and my my um history with the ocean is kind of similar to yours. I got introduced them with uh Fenerozonic One and mm. then just fell in love with them right from you know, right from the first note. And you know dove deep into their discography after that and um Fenerozonic 2 came out love that one as well um didn't hit me quite as hard as Fenerozonic 1 but i you know i can't say it's not a, an amazing album it still is and so when i came to holocene you know some of the singles that they released weren't quite rubbing me the right way it's a little too synth poppy a little too you know, it reminds me of some of the things that like Deaf Heaven had been doing with Infinite Granite and what Tool was doing with mm. um, Fear Inoculum. Mm. And I ended up loving both of those albums after taking a little bit of time with them. And so when the full album of Holocene dropped, uh, I'm in the same boat in that I wasn't quite sure what to think about after the first, you know, two or three listens. But after maybe about the fourth or fifth listen... I fell in love, you know, it's a little bit more subdued, you know, it doesn't really get to that big power punch that the ocean's able to deliver until about the fourth track, which is a good 20 minutes into the runtime, mm. you know, it's practically the halfway point. So yeah, I just, I feel like they're, they're not pulling their punches, so to speak, but they're delivering them less often. So when they do hit in my mind it hits so much harder and this one is quickly becoming maybe my favorite project from them um but i'm also i'm also seeing the response to this album and it seems to be lukewarm um, yeah i think you know warm is, is how i would describe my feelings towards it um, mm -hmm. i did enjoy the the vocal feature karen park on the unconformities uh -huh. That was cool. Yeah. You know, I like that. I was like, oh, this is fresh. But I don't know. I think I'll give it more <laughs> time and it will click. I've had that before with bands where mm -hmm. I really like them and they put out a new album and I'm just like, this isn't doing it for me. But I think it's it's not doing it for me yet. And I think there's going to be this breaking point where I listen to it one day and I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah. Now it's, mm -hmm. now it's there. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those like... Yeah. If you're new and you want to get into the ocean, like listen to Pelagio. Mm -hmm. If you're a fan, this is another ocean album. Is it <laughs> their best? Like I don't know, but it's uh, yeah, it's an enjoyable listen for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would say that it's in my mind their best. Um, but I would also, you know, if you're a new Nilit listener, I would agree. Probably go to Phalangeal first, uh, then jump onto this one. Uh, just to get the full scope. Um, yeah. Yeah, but sure. we'll see. We'll see 
how because it might just be for me recency effect you know because i've been listening to it so much and because i've been loving it um that's probably why i'm putting it so high on their discography catalog we'll see how it fits you know halfway through the year or even at the end of the year if i still feel that way so yeah i've been i've been loving it um do we want to talk about that spicy album of sleep token now yeah let's have a look take me back to eden yeah take me back to eden um oh boy i have i have i have thoughts tm with this album see i have Um, like i guess i have history with sleep token um what's your history i am vessel uh (laughs) i knew it (laughs) shit wait i mean i'm not i'm not yeah this disillusion yeah 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 this Um, we need we need to step it back uh no so i i got into them when their debut came out right which like sounds like oh yeah i I listened to them you know before it was cool um such a hipster i really loved their debut album i thought it was great the production on it was really cool um and the same that's sort of the second album but I think because my brain, like, I was listening to it with a bunch of people and we all started analysing the lyrics and really mm-hmm. analysing the lyrics. And we were like, wow, this is really like incel vibes. Like, what is uh-huh. what, what, what uh-huh. is happening here? <laughs> it was really uh-huh. like, just a little bit off-putting. Um, uh-huh. And I think that's that's where I kind of came off the sleep stroke and train a little bit but they've exploded yeah. like they're fucking huge now um good yeah. like like really i think they're one of the few i think the only other band i can think of that's gotten this big this quickly in recent years has been ghost but even then it took ghost longer yeah. to get to where sleep token are now um, yeah it took ghost three full albums with two eps to get like that big explosion and even after like it was like after the third album you know yeah, it was coming they, into their fourth did, album that they, they really did a support tour with metallica as well right which i think was the big mm-hmm. uh, the other big catalyst where sleep tokens don't tell anything like that and there's such yeah. a um you know there's millions of listeners now on spotify they are huge and like props yeah. to them for for collecting up an audience mm-hmm. that quickly and such a like culty audience as well right so mm-hmm. with that all in mind, I was like, I'm going to a festival in about five, six weeks where they're going to be headlining. So I was like, right, okay, let's give them another shot mm-hmm. because it's been a little while. And yeah. oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did. I like this album a lot more than the, the second one. I think there's a lot of really mm-hmm. interesting things going on. Um, it is like, it's dramatic. I think every every mm-hmm. element of this album is just like, there's a sort of over dramaticism about it where it's just so i don't know i don't know if it's the production that really does it for me as well mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i've always really loved how the guitar sound on sleep token albums I, there's something something a little bit unique where i don't think any other artist has quite nailed that same like level of heaviness mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. really tasty um i've been i've been really enjoying it Mm, that's interesting i feel like our our opinions are swapped um because uh between 
um, this album and the oceans because I this is my first encounter with uh, Sleep Token. I had no clue of their existence um, until this album dropped and people were losing their minds over it. And I gave it a listen and it just it, it reminded me of being back in high school and loving bands like Limp Bizkit and all my friends were losing their minds over this new up-and-coming band called Linkin Park and listening to Linkin Park and being like it's fine it's all right I don't quite see why this is the appeal like I, I understand why people like it but like to me I'm just like eh, it's fine um, it's good like I like the individual tracks themselves um, if I had criticism outside of the lyrics because oh boy um, whoever this vessel guy is um, I don't want to assume whoever this vessel person is um, they need therapy they need to go to therapy <laughs> just, yep <laughs> just I'm just putting that you know they're pining over you know trying to find a person to spend their life with and i'm like no the person you need to speak to is a therapist that's who you need to speak to um and this is coming from somebody that loved you know the emo bands from like the mid 2000s like the my chemical romance and bullet for my valentine and all those that you know uh, having songs like um oh geez uh like the black parade and all those other things you know um it's just like, oh, this is finding a teenager's uh, diary and being like, oh, my guy, let's let's get you some help because this is this is not good. <laughs> putting that aside, putting wow. that aside and just <laughs> putting that aside oh, and talking. Um, yeah, I I want to put that aside because yeah, that's that's an irk of mine. Um, the music itself is quite good. Uh, like these are like I, ex- I do think yeah. that they're like I don't want to say they're overhyped because I think I think that's unfair because they they put out an amazing album. That's what I think. Yeah, um, I'm and, just and I'm just surprised at how dedicated uh, the investment is by the fans are. Like mm-hmm. it's. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, you know, there's all this stuff about worship. It, it, it's yeah. almost like a bit culty, um, and I think that's a bit. kind of a kind of a vibe, you know, like yeah, it's all, all part of the entertainment factor. But it is a little yeah. bit terrifying. Um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, I, I will say, I wish that a lot of the music that is very genre bending. Um, and you know, there's everything in the kitchen sink in terms of the genre that's found on here. I wish that it was more genre blending than just incorporating, you know, cause tracks, individual tracks, but also in the actual tracks themselves, they'll go from death metal to, uh, blast beats to all of a sudden trap beats to R&B to then synth wave and pop wave and, you know, sounding like the rock music from the later 2010s, like Imagine Dragons and all that. And it's very interesting and very cool that they're able to blend all of these on these different tracks and play them very, very well. Like, to be able to be a master of all these different musical genres on the same go. I wish that they blended those a little bit more, you know, 
it's kind of like having a, a plate of food. And so you've got your peas, you got your potatoes, you got your corn, you got your beef, you got uh, your bread, but none of the food are uh, touching one another. What I want to see these guys do is take all of that and make a really tasty stew. That's what I want to see. I want to see okay. these guys blending blending these genres together and, and creating something that I haven't heard before. And I know that they're able to do it because I can hear the talent that they've got. Um, but that's just me. That's just me. It's still a it's still a very enjoyable album and a very, very interesting album. I'm not on board with it. I haven't drunk the Kool-Aid. Um, you know, it's definitely not going to be in my top 10, but it will be a memorable album from this year. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, purely from an instrumental point of view, I think it's like one of the best instrumentals I've heard. Mm-hmm. Like, just mm-hmm. ugh, there's just there's just some really crazy stuff. I really like I really like it. I'm surprised at mm-hmm. how much I've been enjoying it, and I've had to like let myself enjoy it, you know, rather than uh, get all grumpy. <laughs> so there you go. But mm-hmm. we'll, um, mm-hmm. I'd like to finish with a quote from a friend, which is basically my substance, right? I th- I feel like this is how I feel about it as well. So my friend said to me, she said I listened to the newest album, and actually enjoyed it, but I feel like the biggest thing holding me back is the fan base. I stumbled upon uh, Sleep Token TikTok and Reddit, and it's a cesspit of overly horny teenagers amid people who think this band is the second coming of Christ. And I think, mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, you know what? That that really personifies what I'm thinking because it's like, I mean, it's good, but I, it it is terrifying how like, yeah, militant people are being about their opinions mm-hmm. on it. Um, and I think just you know, just chill. It's a good album. Let's all enjoy it let's have a yeah. nice time you know yeah yeah i i fully agree like uh so many bands and you see this like once a generation right like the fan base i don't want to say taints the enjoyment of the but it's like guys come on come like yeah. you saw that yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, absolute. like <laughs> i remember seeing it with metallica in the 90s i remember seeing it with tool in the 2000s i remember seeing it with rick and morty in the 2010s yeah now we're now we're getting now we're getting the fans of uh sleep token um yeah but yeah that's a, i think that's a good a good ending point i think that's a good way to cap off this episode um was there any other items you want to talk about or do we want to bring this much like sleep token go back to our slumbers and go back to our our you know create the next the next tribute to the god of sleep uh, this is adjacent, but I'd just like to flex that Edgar Wright took my photograph a couple of days ago at a Sparks concert. I just, I feel like I need to put that somewhere, but that's the thing that happened. I'm still a bit shocked. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm so jealous of that because, uh, have you seen the Edgar Wright documentary about Sparks? No, I haven't. Um, I've been meaning to before. Oh, it's so good. Gig. Yeah. So yeah, that was yeah. why he was there, which was kind of nuts. I also did not realize that Sparks were 77 and 74. They are old nah. motherfuckers. And like, <laughs> wow, what an insane... Like, I was I was already walking away from the show being like, wow, this is great. And, um, you know, for a couple of guys in their 40s, you know, like, they're, they're nice. They're at their peak. They're doing really, really well. Went home, did a bit more, you know, research and reading and stuff around it. Because I was like, that was really good. I'm going to know more. Uh, and then I saw they're in their 70s and I'm like every other band I've seen play that are in their 70s like 
they're a little bit rough around the edges they're taking an interval mm -hmm. there's normally like not a support mm -hmm. band you know it's a little bit you give them a lot of leeway because it's like well they're in the 70s yeah. and they're still they're still out yeah. there doing this thing you know um Mm -hmm. And for for them to just absolutely kill it, and just like you know they were jumping all over the stage and like doing all these elaborate singing, uh, it was amazing. Go and see Sparks. So so such a side chain, not a metal band, but go and see Sparks. Wow, <laughs> I love that. Let's let's I I say we end on that energy because great great energy to end on. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us once again on the Metalhead. Um, it, as I mentioned when we were talking about the AI art, if you want to reach out to us, we've got an email, themetalheadpod at gmail.com. You want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, both are metalheadpod. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you to Grace for the great music and being a wonderful co-host. And um, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's where we're going to end it. So as we like to say on every episode as our final ending um yeah if they go down in the pit be sure to wake them up because they're probably listening to sleep token so yeah, probably asleep, yeah. <laughs> and they're probably asleep <laughs>